I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And we should be working. working. God damn it. It's one, two, (laughs) say it. (laughs) All right. I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And And we we should should be be working. working. I fucking hate you so much. (laughs) (laughs) So, I have a question. I don't what's, care. The, what's the most amount I'm of time? I'm not here you... to answer your fucking questions. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you win. What's the most amount of time you spend on a self eval ever? An hour, maybe? An I hour. I mean, that is, that is to my detriment, right? Like, self evaluations are clearly important. I don't know, man. That's what I'm wondering. I, uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how important they really are. It seems like. You don't think so? Well,. Like what? What? What do you think the purpose of a self eval is? Well, I think being able to judge yourself accurately is an important skill, which I fail at very often. Oh, so you think it's you don't think it's for like communicating to the company your value? You think it's fuck for yourself? Dude, uh, like especially especially in an agency, like I I have I have a record of all all the sites that I've launched and all the clients that are happy with the work that I've done and stuff like. What what more evaluation does the company need? I mean, I'm jumping from technology to technology, from project to project. So like, yeah, it, clearly I'm I'm learning and growing. Otherwise, I I would have fall out at some point. So you're never concerned that like maybe I would be promoted if the company knew that I did this thing that my manager never sees because my manager is not on the project with me or something. I mean, it goes it, that goes back to the whole thing of like what you want career-wise right because i wasn't i haven't been looking for a promotion or anything like that so it's just i don't even think about those types of things um Mm, that's the difference i guess yeah if you're not trying to move up then who cares yeah um i do I, i do have an issue with like celebrating wins and stuff too so so that's a problem like uh i brought i wrote a note a while ago i could probably look up the date but several weeks ago of like create a brag box I forget where I heard that is either oh, yeah. where or like you or something. And like, I just let that note sit for however long and have even tried. So <laughs> I did the exact just same like thing. That. Yeah. I have a, a blog draft called my brag book, which just has a bunch of questions and no answers. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm with you, man. Well, it's, I don't know that I definitely can recall times in my past where like people, would say I'm humble bragging or like I'm just arrogant and stuff. I'm just like, I, I don't even understand. I'm just talking about work stuff. I, what do you mean arrogance or, or even video game stuff? And then there's times where like I'm purposely uh, arrogant just to like go over the top and be obnoxious over the top. But it's not like I'm doing it just like casually at work or anything like that. It's It's like a very specific group of people that I do that with that know me and know like what i say and shit i don't know mm-hmm. so yeah, so you. i i kind of i kind of have that in the back of my head whenever people are just like why don't you celebrate your accomplishments it's like why so people could just be like oh he's an overachiever he's a one-upper I'm like shut the fuck up we're all just talking and sharing stories no one's trying to one-up you we're just fucking sharing stories yeah i hear you i've been thinking about this a lot lately i, I don't think i've I don't think I've actually spent much more than an hour either. 
probably two to three hours is my absolute max. And that was probably back in like 2015 when I thought it was a big deal, you know, before I became jaded with the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And when, when I say an hour, it's not like thinking of like for an hour and like <laughs> figuring it out and fleshing it out. So it's nice. It's me writing like basically just points and like, like bullet points and mm-hmm. not safe for work bullet points usually and then like i have to go back and filter that and like you know do different drafts of it and make it make sense yeah i think that's interesting too like i've uh i've been reading a lot of reviews lately and i've also spent you know how it whenever something's on my mind i like look up podcasts and books and stuff about it whatever um Mm -hmm. and it seems like there are two types of self-avows there are the here are my strengths and there are the here's a laundry list of all the crap that I've done since the last review. You know what I mean? So like I've tended to do more on the strength side. I'd be like, I, you know, I tried really hard to get the team to gel and I, um, I don't know. I did whatever. Uh, I can't even think of any examples because I don't do any actual work, but, (laughs) but, but there are a lot of people who just write like, you know, I completed this thing. I did that. I did this. I pushed that code, whatever. And it's nothing about like strengths. It's just like, here's the stuff that I did. Um, so I don't know. I think there's got to be some combination. Anyway, well, that, that's yeah, well I, I think so. Me personally, like if I was to do a self eval, I think I would list out like the accomplishments, kind of like what you were saying, instead of the strengths. Mm-hmm. And I, I would at least the way that you know I've, I've been a part of reviews and stuff in the past, I, I would expect other people's feedback about me to to reveal or uh, I guess highlight the. Uh, the strengths and weaknesses that I've I've shown I've showcased because mm-hmm. I don't know I like if it's left up to me I just think I do everything wrong right and then other people are like no no th- this was correct I'm like oh okay so that's what correct looks like and then like that's like the new bar yeah <laughs> yeah so so the thing that brought this up by the way is that I uh, one of the podcast manager tools talks about it and they have this like template for preparing for your review. And it's twelve. It's twelve weeks long. They say you should take good lord half an hour every week for twelve weeks to prepare for your self eval. Um, and like each week you do another thing. So the first week you look at last year's review and look at you know like what were the what was the feedback and did you actually improve on it. And the next time you look at your job description and compare to what you actually did. And the next time you like update your resume, like just all this stuff. And it's it's just it seems. I mean I you know if you think about it in terms of hours, it's only like six hours. Which you spread it out like that. But just the idea of spending 12 weeks on something that only your boss will see and it's mostly just going to rehash stuff your boss already knows has happened because you've been talking about it. It's, I don't well, know, I know, it seems sad. Or I, I heard like from other people at their companies where like self-reviews and self-evaluations actually mean something, right? Like they, they're actually like in your folder essentially and mm-hmm. like it, it's it's like a paper trail of your accomplishments or you know your progress in that company so i i know for like that kind of thing it would make sense i don't even know about 12 weeks that, that sounds like insane i don't but, know i don't know if that actually exists either I, I think the only the only places i've like of all the you know research i've done in the past week it seems like self evals go to the manager because they help the manager write the performance review and so if you have a bad manager who would do a crappy job on your performance review, then it definitely benefits you to write a really solid self-eval because they can just copy stuff out of it and then make a better case for, you know, why you should be promoted or get a raise or whatever. Um, but Well, thankfully, 
all of my managers are far better writers than I am. So it's worked out in my favor. Yeah, that's also interesting. What if you're just a really crappy writer? Yeah. Poor, poor Eric probably. <laughs> he probably really struggles. <laughs> poor Eric. So what's up with you this week? Man, I fucking stubbed my toe yesterday. Twice. Oh man, you, worst. it reminded me of the office where Tim, or Tim, where Jim kept biting his cheek and then finally was like, screw it, I'm going home. <laughs> this is the worst. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> but why don't you wear shoes, man? This is the secret. You wear shoes, you never stub your toe. Uh, it's a cultural thing, right? Shoes in the house is oh, offensive. It's offensive? Yeah. It's, it's not it, like a... Fuck you for dirting my floors. It's... <laughs> no, it, it's... No, it, it, you, you should take off your shoes before entering my house, just if anybody's ever a guest at my house. Um, but it's a Hawaiian thing, but it's also, it, it derives from uh, Japan, I believe. The Japanese culture of taking off your shoes, and then they have, like, indoor shoes that they wear. So is it is it offensive because it dirties your floors? You're muted. Oh, I muted myself, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I've heard all kinds of different things over the years. I mean, but the one that makes the most sense to me is, like, some people like clean their fucking living rooms and stuff every like just vacuum and stuff every day and whatever and then like a neat house and all of that and then just having a bunch of people come to your house and keeping their shoes on and all that just fucks that all up i hear you yeah I, I don't know man i've like i don't think that i've been in a house where that was expected since i was maybe a little kid now you know you, when you're a kid you go to more people's houses because like you go to a friend's house or whatever your parents house yeah um, but nowadays, like, I would feel weird about. It. I would feel self-conscious, you know. Like my socks aren't wide enough, and I have small feet, and I just don't feel good about walking around with no shoes on at somebody else's house. Well, like I, I can, especially after almost taking my own toe off. Um, I, I've been thinking a little more about getting like some kind of house shoe or something. But I don't know. Oh, so you can you can wear shoes that are specifically for wearing in the house. Yeah, you just, you don't want to track a bunch of shit from the outside in. That's that's the biggest thing. Okay. Or at least right. that's that's what I've rationalized in my head of that, where that tradition comes from. So if you walk in the house and then change shoes, then that's culturally acceptable. Well, take off your shoes outside of the house, step into the house, change shoes. Oh, you can't even like take one step in and then leave them inside. You have to leave them outside. I mean, you can. I mean, some people have like shoe racks and stuff, but our house is not quite set up like that. Uh-huh. We have like Man. the shoe rack outside. How bad did that hurt, by the way? Oh, it it uh, the the first one oh, I was like, okay, that was super fucking sore, but I'm not dead. It's not falling off. It's not broken. I'm all right. And it was like kind of bruised. And then a couple hours later, I was like going to fill up my water bottle and not paying attention, and I was already walking funny because of the first time I hit it. Same fucking toe caught like the um, door frame, and just. I blasted it and fucking I don't know. I, I was in tears immediately. It just kinda like oh fell God. over and just was like, Oh motherfucker. And like my my housemates even came in and just like, Oh my god, what happened? It's like, oh broke my toe. But yeah, now it's like just deep purple and Oh god, bad. that sucks so much, man. I wanted to I wanted to make a joke, but like I just knew that that must have hurt so freaking bad. It, it, well, it's funny too because I was I was gaming with my friends and so I had my headset on and I was unmuted and yeah for the second the second round. So when I did that, it like just me 
flinging myself over after kicking it and driving in pain through my headset off of my head and like bounce around the floor and stuff and it's just me in the background <laughs> like making all the noises and stuff yeah i'm sure it was it was you probably thought you hear. got stabbed or something yeah. or fucking hit by a bus or something <laughs> just what the fuck jerry seinfeld has this great quote i might have talked about it on the podcast but it's something like pain is knowledge quickly rushing into you to fill a gap or something so like you know if you stub your toe then that's the knowledge of there's a couch there rushing into you really really quickly <laughs> so you don't forget it like super quickly yeah <laughs> when we got uh, a new bed when i first started at wayfair and we bought a new bed with a discount um i like kind of hit my leg like it it has a floor of footboard or whatever that sticks out a little bit and i kind of hit my leg on it a little you know a couple times and it was no big deal and it kind of hurt and then one time i just smashed my leg on it like really bad <laughs> i was like rolling it was like you i was rolling around the floor just like moaning yeah. and i had a big hard lump on my leg for like two weeks after that um but yeah i mean that was you know after that i had the knowledge the knowledge rushed in man and it didn't happen again i wasn't gonna let that crap happen again what's kind of funny about this instance is um so it's the same couch I busted my the same toe on like a couple years ago when I lived at the old house. And like I was I was like, is when I was like, okay, I'm gonna start running again. So I bought running shoes and everything. And then the night before I was playing with the dog and like we're fucking around, like chasing each other around and up and over the couch and everything. And like I just kicked the corner of it again and it like did the same thing, black and blue and everything. So then that like delayed it. And then it's the same fucking couch. I just moved it into this office <laughs> from out in the living room last week. <laughs> so like same thing. Just oh yeah, there's a couch there now. Well, you think it's gonna happen again or you think you're good? Do you do you think about it every time you walk by it? I I definitely think about it all the time right now. Like I'm I'm much more aware of where my foot's going because I one more time and my, my toe is definitely broken. Uh they'll it, be fucking falling off at that point i think <laughs> yeah. like it's so purple i cannot i cannot express to you how purple it is it's just <laughs> all, can, all the way around it looks like a little grape on the end of your foot <laughs> yeah something like you that not express to me it reminds me of in the new crudes movie there's this, this part where the girl whatever her name is she like reveals that one of her toes is actually a peanut she lost her toe and she just stuck a peanut on there <laughs> right it's gonna on. be you if you hit it one more time I hope not. So going back to the first thing, I had no. my brag book blog post pulled up, and I, I legitimately don't know how to answer these these questions, man. List them. What are the questions? Like question one is the traits I admire myself for are. I have no, no idea. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, nobody does. People people know. Some people have to know. Well, they don't know what traits they admire about you. I mean, are, do you even have it admirable? No, 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 no. I mean, like about can you can you say it about yourself? Do you know what you admire about yourself? Uh, we're focusing on you here, Critter. <laughs> no, we're focusing on ourselves because it's <laughs> it's our brag book for yourself. You're muted again. You're such a noob, oh, man. I keep muting myself. <laughs> My bad. Um, yeah. Are we making a Critter and Jace uh, brag book? Is that what's happening? I just think it's interesting that this is so hard for me. And I feel like everybody's supposed to know, like, I am great because X. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But um, I, I know we've talked about it in the past of like, I, I don't know what like my charm is. The same thing is like, I mm. don't, I don't fully understand like the value I provide in certain situations. Like I, I understand that I can, I'm a quick learner. I mean, that that's probably my best trait, but there's also instances where like, I, I'm a complete idiot starting out on something I've done 
just ridiculously dumb things just because I'm I'm just learning, which it, it's kind of like a, a trade off thing. So it's it's. Do you yeah. admire yourself for your authenticity? That one's hard because I feel like I can always be more authentic. Um, I, I still feel like I filter a lot of what I say just because work and the people I'm talking to sometimes. But uh, yeah, I mean, for the most part, I, I would I, I like that I try to be authentic, but uh, I definitely would like to be fully authentic all the time. But that's kind of like just a selfish thing right because then it's just easier for me not to care and not filter out all the things that offend other people and stuff mm-hmm. so you got quick learner and that's all we got so far you uh, yeah you don't even have one hey i actually i have a few for this i i wrote i don't know how much i agree with this but back so that this came out of a training at wayfair and we had to write an answer to this one and i wrote the traits i admire myself for are empathy the ability to spark meaningful conversation like get you know get a discussion going and i guess uh being good at gelling teams being a runner and a reader and a writer and having consistency and discipline but every one of those if i really think about it i don't know if i actually admire myself for it and i don't actually know if i'm good at any of those things if i really like pressure test it it was just one of those i had to fill it in with something yeah that's what i would say on a job interview but do i really honestly believe it that's a different question all right what about this one I feel appreciated when people fucking listen to me. That's interesting. Um, Do you feel like people? No, often it, don't? It, it, yes. Um, well, well, there, there's instances, right, where like just fucking kicking a dead horse here, but um, but like when when somebody asks me something, say, "What kind of project would you like to work on?" and then. I say, I would like to work on this kind of project. And then it turns out that it doesn't matter. You're just on whatever project we're going to put you on. Then I don't feel appreciated at all. Because one, I don't feel heard. Are we good? Can't hear you on the clean feed. Why is this happening to me? It says you're connected, but your bar is not moving. You might have to rejoin. I'm going to download in case I screw it up. Can you hear me? Are we good? Are we? What happened? Was my it internet... me that disconnected? No, nah, my internet died. And I guess since I'm running the clean feed, it means you have to reconnect when I when mine dies. So what's that mean with the recording? Do we know yet? Will we find out later? No, we're good. It's It's been recording this whole time and the bars are still moving <laughs> and stuff. I downloaded it just Sweet. in case. I don't know right. where we left off. I don't either. It was something about uh, when you feel appreciated when people listen to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just like if in, in that instance, if somebody asks me what I want, and then I tell them exactly what I want, and then they deliver exactly what I want, then I feel appreciated. Or like, if it's even like close to what I wanted, like just in the ballpark even, then I'm just like, oh, they were actually listening. So, So you feel appreciated when people do what you say is what you're saying. No, when people ask me for my opinion and then actually take my opinion into account. Okay. Huh. Otherwise, why the fuck are you asking for my opinion? <laughs> Wasting my goddamn time. Does does somebody just asking for your opinion, does that spark any sense of appreciation? Or do they have to actually like take it into account later and that's the moment when you feel appreciated? 
Uh, it depends on what it is. Like if it's if it's that well, just the example I gave was was about me, right? It's about me being staffed on a project, so it's slightly mm. different. But if somebody just wants my opinion on say a design or a, a component or I don't know, coding standard, whatever it is, I'm, I'll just give my opinion and not expect anything from it. But if it's set up to like, hey, what is your opinion on this so that we can give you a result that you want, then it becomes a negative thing. I gotcha. Yeah, that's interesting to me. I mean, for me, my, my answer is really simple. It's just like when people tell me good things, I feel appreciated. When they're like, hey, you did awesome. Then that's, you know, I'm like, hey, thanks. It's word, words of affirmation is one of my love languages. That's it right there. You give me words of affirmation. Yeah, you're a loser. I feel appreciated. Somebody listening to you is not a love language. I wonder how that translates. Let me pull that up. What are the five love languages again? Let's see. There's physical touch, words of affirmation. Um, where the heck are they? Why does five love languages not list the five love languages on their website? I don't know. This is so not cool. Oh, acts of okay. Here we go. Acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, words of affirmation, and physical touch. Maybe somebody listening to you and doing what you said is kind of a act of service. For these people, actions speak louder than words. That sounds like you. Yeah, it's something along those lines. But when we hit this list last time, there was the other thing where what was it like uh, something about how like the love language that i accept and one of the things was being accepted which wasn't necessarily in the list but hmm. like how i recognize that or whatever i forget how we exactly worded it last time yeah i remember that i, th- I feel now that i'm thinking about it again though i feel like acceptance is part quality time and part words of affirmation like those two things combined make someone feel accepted maybe maybe not I don't maybe know. all right uh, next one, I'm going to stop this in a second, but this is too much fun. Let me do like one or two more. You're an idiot. My friends would tell you I have a great blank. Oh, I, I don't know. Um, I know Richard and Jordan probably know me best in this category, and either of them could probably answer it, maybe, or come up with an answer. I'm going to text Richard right now. Let me see. Yeah. See I really if he hope he'll answer while and, we're on the thing. Yeah. <laughs> In the middle of this podcast, that'd be funny. Um, All right, let's see. My friends would tell you I have a great blank. Please answer that about Jace. Sense of humor? I don't know. All right, he's at, he's been asked, so we'll see. Wow, he hasn't been online in, since June. Dude. I don't even know if he still has the Telegram app on his <laughs> yeah, phone. Like, he gave he up, probably deleted it. <laughs> he gave up on he Telegram. Like, I'm fucking done with you guys. I feel like, yeah, I feel like sense of humor is obvious one. That's the one that came to mind for me, too. Also, just the way that sentence is worded. I have a great blank. What else can you even put there? Sense of empathy? Sense of style? It's got to be sense of something to even make grammatical sense. It does feel like sense of something, yeah, which yeah. is also strange. Maybe my friends would tell you I am great because blank is more interesting. Yeah, that's another one. I don't know. I don't know what my, I don't know. Besides sense of humor, what do I even have? I'm not even that funny. I mean, you have a great wife and kids. You're, you're the true. worst part of all my, of that. My friends would tell you I have a great family. <laughs> there you go. It worked. I'm nice by proxy. Um, the person I admire the most is blank. Is that another one of the prompts? Yeah. I'm not sure why that's in the brag book, but it is. I don't know. 
Uh, it, it changes, right? Like, um, I mean, I Bloom's probably been the most constant, especially in like the last decade or so that I've always admired. Like the way that he just kind of gets shit on by everyone, but still gets everything done all the time. And everybody still loves him. Mm-hmm. And by shit on, I mean like people just give him all the shit to do. Like, hey, can you figure this out? Hey, can you do this? Hey, can you help me do this? Like, just constantly, all day. I can't imagine what his his like chat windows look like and shit. Yeah, he's like Gabe from The Office. He's the toilet. <laughs> Jeez, I don't know about that. <laughs> he goes flush for everybody. That's what he does. <laughs> yeah, that's another tough one for me to answer. For me to admire somebody. I mean, they'd really have to have their crap together. Like, not just, you know, professionally, but, like, a family that they're decent to and that cares about them. And they're making enough money, but yeah, that's don't care not about all they care stuff. about. You don't care about I think, that? I think, I think, it had, like, when it comes to, like, admiration for me, it, it's somewhere closer to, like, the traits of perseverance and stuff like that. Like, people that mm. that get through stuff, like, that. They just put their head down, get through it, and get to the other side, and then like have the retrospective of like, oh yeah, that was fucked up kind of thing. But you know, they they got the job done. So, hmm. You know, I think for me it would be more. So maybe that's interesting. Maybe maybe that's why it's an interesting question because we tend to admire the people that are good at the things that we struggle with. And I struggle with not caring about what what people think and just like being happy regardless. And so I would probably think of someone like that someone who's just like happy like who worry free uh yeah eric eric's Name a good example yeah, that's true eric's just generally yeah, happy and unconcerned with what people think about him he's definitely a one-off like after after eric do you have another one that comes to mind uh let's see someone who is happy and doesn't joe still joe still's a pretty good one true although i don't interact with him too much yeah, we just need to get him on the podcast for real. He's he's gonna be more a great passively one. in other meetings. But he's got yeah he's he has that uh, that way of just like being unconcerned about you know anything that doesn't actually matter and being able to choose when he's gonna be how he's gonna feel about something instead of just being yanked around by his emotions mindlessly. I want that. I admire that for sure. You you don't want to feel your emotions. You just want to plot them out like a robot. I want to choose which ones. I want to feel so as a random uh, happenstance of me looking into all this performance evaluation stuff. Uh, I, I started listening to manager tools a lot, which is on, you know, we had Alex on. He was talking about manager tools um, and the dude, Mark Horseman for manager tools has this big thing of your feelings are your fault. How you feel is your fault. So, you know, people always say like that guy made yes. me so mad or like that, you know, that thing that happened at work made me really upset. Like, no, it didn't. It, you know, the guy didn't make you mad. The guy did something and you chose to be mad about it, even if it was a subconscious choice. Um, yeah, it's usually you have an expectation of how something should be and somebody did something else. You go, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, and you just think, you know, and you don't even realize you're doing it. Your brain's just like, this is a situation I should be mad about. Therefore, we will get mad. And, you know, my blood pressure is going to rise. And I'm going to start yelling and it's just going to happen and you're helpless to control it. So the people that can actually control that and choose, no, I'm not going to get mad about this, even though that's the socially expected thing to do. Um, those are the people that I admire. I want that for a lot. Like, I, I could see how that's an admirable trait, but I still feel like there's instances where feelings should just be expressed. Like, raw feelings should just be expressed. So I think contextually, I agree with you. 
like in the workplace and stuff. It's great to have complete control over your emotions outside of work. There are definitely instances that I would I would say I'd rather just feel the emotion and just wing it. Even if it's a bad emotion? Fuck yeah. Especially if it's somebody that pisses me off. So somebody Fucking makes you lean right into it. Somebody makes you mad. You think it's you think it's valuable in some way to just be able to feel mad instead of being able to choose not to be mad because being mad isn't a good feeling. I mean, like why is that good? Some people don't like to be mad. I enjoy being mad. You enjoy <laughs> being mad. It's it's fun. It's how I spend most of my life. It's how I get most of my stuff done. Is I'm usually mad and motivated by being mad at something. I don't. I don't see how that's possible. You and you, it's fun to be mad. Like mad is like by definition just a negative feeling. I mean, it, it has. It can have negative effects, sure. Um, but it, it's just a state of mind, isn't it? Oh man, you're blowing my mind right now. Yeah, and I was about to say like, do you enjoy being sad? But then I thought, actually, sometimes I'll watch movies just so they can make me cry. Right. Yeah. People people purposely feel those emotions through other means, but um. Most definitely, like, if I heard somebody I really cared about died, I, I would like to just cry for once in my life instead of, like, push it off and stuff like that. So, well, like, in those instances, I would like to just lean into the emotion that comes naturally immediately. I feel like I feel like we're we're kind of saying the same thing, though, in a weird way. Like, you're saying you want to be able to feel mad, and I'm not saying you can. I'm just saying you should be able to choose. And if there's a situation where you don't want to feel mad, you shouldn't be helpless against it. Right, yeah. Well, I'm saying contextually that, that everything's yeah. in context, right? Yeah, it, it comes down to what the actual situation is, right? If somebody gave me a crappy code review or something, there's no reason to get mad about that. I just be like, just address it and be like, hey, is this what you meant? You know, get the clarifying questions uh-huh. and stuff. Like, there, there's definitely instances not to just flip your lid. Yeah, don't take anything personally. It's one of the four agreements. We talked about that. That's... That's the main thing, right? Uh, especially if I if I'm getting mad, I I try to get at work. I try to get mad from the perspective of the project versus like me and what I want. It's more like what the project needs and what the project needs to get done. Oh man, that, that is super interesting. All right, yeah, let's let's dig into that for a second because immediately my mind goes to let's make the project a person. What does the project think about this? You know, like, how does the project feel right now? Yeah. I think that's, and, that's I mean, so much well, fun. Well, and if you put me in a lead position, I'm going to pretend the project is me. What does the project want? Oh, man, I love this so much. All right. So this is why uh, this is why work in progress is waste. It's like an unfinished. So if you like have an, a half done project and then you pause on it to go do something else, this happens all the time. With you Like, you know, you got an epic going on and then something high priority will come up and you'll pause on that epic. But then you got to think, well, what would the epic think? How would the epic feel if we just threw it in a corner? So neglected. Half done. Yeah, it would feel terrible about itself. It'd be like the, the Toy Story toys in the attic. Like nobody's yeah, playing there with you them. Go. We're going to have to give those epics away. Oh, this is a Send blog post waiting to happen. I am all about this. <laughs> I'm going to write the title right now. Make your projects into people and ask how they would feel. Do you, you actually literally do that? I try to, well, so when I try not to take things personally, especially if somebody's like, again, like code reviewing or something like that, it's just like, okay, well, I disagree with you personally, but for the project's sake, does this all go together cohesively like it should? And then if the answer is still no, then I lean into my 
initial initial instinct or feeling go with that mm-hmm. oh well, but I yeah can't. it's one of those things where you take like a step back just i mean it's self-preservation as well especially with my kind of uh i don't know expression of I passion would, i guess <laughs> i would love to hear you be on a meeting where instead of you saying i'm really upset about this just be like yeah the project is really upset about this <laughs> the project is so frustrated with be. you all right now <laughs> For my updates, be like, I did this, this, and this, but the project really needs these things done. <laughs> it, it told me. And you got to think of some human-sounding name that's also similar to the project name. Like, add an, yeah, add a, would be difficult. Add an E, like an IE, into the, into the project name. Yeah, okay. Does, it doesn't is... work with my current client, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Or getting it. All right, yeah, this is my new thing, for sure. I'm super into this. I'm going to try and draw parallels around like all of the best practices you know like having the team focus on a single thing and not leaving work in progress and doing short iterations and all that kind of stuff i'm going to try and parallel that with why the project would be sad if you didn't do those things and i'm going to write a book and i'm going to be famous <laughs> sadly sad, well i mean you've already written a book and you're nowhere near famous but uh yeah that book sucked though this one's going to be top notch <laughs> yeah it'd be interesting all right you want one more one more what I thought we were done with those. No, there's one more. Well, there's like nine more, but I'm going to give you one more. There's nine more prompts for that. What is this the mm. break book thing still? Yeah, there's like there's five more. Good Lord. Okay, what's one more? Uh, the, 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 the place I feel most like myself is. I don't know. That one's a weird question. For me, it's my house at game night. We have. Yeah, you've been a game night. Like just like have everybody over yeah, just yeah. like being silly and whatever your mother-in-law just laughs for 10 minutes straight (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that's it man i love those nights that's when i just feel like i can just be totally me and not have to worry about anything yeah i'm not sure i'm not i'm not even sure when the last time i felt like totally myself was i i feel like i feel like once i pulled or like i destroyed the illusion of like living on the island my whole life and everything like that first end of history illusion that i built up for myself Mm-hmm. Of just being that person um i feel like i've i've had a, a bit of an identity crisis in a sense of like likes dislikes and and i mean the part part of it's or a lot of it's from outside sources telling me what i am and what i'm not and stuff and like trying to work through all of that stuff but i mean even now i know when i feel like I, I, i'm comfortable i'm like, like i'm comfortable when i'm i'm at home gaming with a bunch of friends or like even when we're road tripping all together in the car and stuff like those moments I feel really comfortable, but yeah, like myself, I don't know. I, I have a, I have one of those issues too, where like I have a deep seated need to just fade out into obscurity, which I don't really publicize too much where like I, if I'm left to my own devices and like no responsibilities or anything, I just, I, I just don't want to exist. Like I just want to, I don't want anybody to call me. don't want anybody to text me. I just want to, everybody forget that i exist and then just move away because you're an introvert i don't know maybe i just uh, i'm not sure i i think it's actually kind of a uh a fantasy of like not being needed by anyone for once in my life mm. on like any level so do you feel more like yourself when you're alone as like as opposed to you know road tripping with your friends or anything well, I don't know because when I'm alone, I'm I'm always overthinking, right? And like trying to learn and stuff. And I haven't really taken time to like 
meditate or anything like that. So it's, I, I haven't had that kind of self-reflection, I don't think, hmm. or that level of self-reflection. Would you actually want that? Would you actually want everyone to just leave you alone? I don't know. I've been wanting it for a long time now, <laughs> very long time. But uh, I don't know if it's one of those things that I, I wanted, like, it, it could have been one of those fantasies I built up in my head, you know, growing up as like the only boy in a family that's like three female siblings and a single mother and like all of that. And I just want to get the fuck away from all of this. Like mm. go to school, show, uh, school clothes shopping. Just want to get the fuck away from them. Like my whole like upbringing was just like, I need to get the fuck out of this situation and away from these people that like, they're just controlling everything or like, yeah. So it, it, it's just kind of like that whole thing that I probably built up and fantasized so much as a young kid growing into like adolescence and stuff that it's like just, somewhere there in the back of my mind but i mean you you would get lonely right like is loneliness a thing for you um i I guess i don't i don't know man i i honestly don't know like i i can't i would have to be more mindful about like doing like going and being alone and then seeing what actually triggers other like my interactions with other people or like my need to interact with other people and stuff so you're you're saying that you've never you know i don't know like if you if you have a weekend where you don't hang out with anybody you don't end that being like wow i'm pretty lonely right now like i wish i had somebody to hang out with not at all if if i'm if i have like a full weekend where i'm alone like well now i have the puppy so it it's not necessarily like completely alone because i still have to deal with that fucker but uh um yeah when monday rolls around i'm just like i i need more time why why is monday here i need more time away from everyone Huh. Have you ever have you ever just gone on vacation for like a week by yourself? Oh wait, I think I asked you that one time. Didn't I? Yeah, um no, I don't use my vacation that way, which I I mean I probably should. Uh I think that'd be really but, interesting to see if you like what's your limit? How many days alone can you be? But by so yourself? so that's the thing, right? Is like I would just take vacation and then just stay home and be alone. Like that I don't wanna I don't want to go anywhere by myself. Like I don't, I don't want to go to like a foreign country, especially if I don't know the language or anything. Then it's just, it's just a bad scenario for me to be in by myself. Oh man. I would, if I were you, I, I mean like it's easy for me to fantasize because I can never do this. So it's, you know, it seems, it seems like a grass is greener situation, but to me, the idea of just like going to a really nice hotel, like a resort with just me, for a few days, that sounds pretty sweet. I would love to do that, e- even if it's like in your in your state, you know, just somewhere to just be pampered and not have to talk to people for a little while. No, I mean that that is fun, but I don't necessarily like hotels. I don't know. I'm I'm full of these little weird weird things that I've carried through all the years. Like mm-hmm. hotels are weird for me because I really only grew up knowing them to crash them. Like we we would go uninvited and go swimming in the pools and down the water slides and drinking at the bars and being obnoxious and staying way past when they've closed or just like crashing it. Or one thing that we used to do as kids is we'd like buy, like rent a hotel room for our birthday. And then like everybody would just bring all the alcohol and then we'd Mm -hmm. have everyone in there and just doing a party and stuff. But um, aside from that, like hotels are very weird to me. All right. So, do you when you're going back to the my theory about the people who uh we admire tend to be the people that are good at the stuff we're bad at 
Is that part of why you admire Bloom? Because he's just like the social butterfly and you just want everybody to leave you, leave you alone? Yeah. Um, and, and it's also, I think it's also why we worked well as like a team. Because, I mean, similar why why we work well as a team is because you want to gel people and talk with people and all, all that shit. Mm-hmm. And when we're on that project together, all I wanted to do was code. So it was a, it was a nice division of work for us. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's probably part of it. The the whole social thing. Man, I would see. This is how I. This is how I know I'm an extrovert. Like I would be lonely within an hour, I think, or two. You know, any even if I went to some fancy resort or whatever, I would be sitting on you know poolside with my drink, texting people. Like that's what I would do. I would just be talking to people because otherwise I would get really lonely. But still, the idea of being alone somewhere, as long as I can talk to people, sounds nice. But yeah, I, you know, I couldn't just be on my own and not communicating with people. I would get sad and lonely really quick. Yeah, I guess the the one main concern I would have, like being completely alone, is is like any medical emergencies. I I'm just dead. Just look for the body later. I'll I'll be I'll be dead. <laughs> you need to get one of those little <laughs> buttons, like the old people. You can just yeah, press. the fucking what they, the life alert. Yeah, and just yeah. have it ring me and be like, "What's up, dude? <laughs> you dying? Help! <laughs> What's I'm wrong? Falling. Did you kick I the, the couch out. again? How's your toe? Oh yeah, my toe <laughs> fell off. <laughs> You'll be all right. I gotta get back to it, man. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> oh, that'd be the worst. <laughs> yeah, you definitely would not be emergency contact. Yeah, I'd be really bad. About it. I'd probably just like troll you and just ignore all your calls. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I don't want to ask you any more questions. I, I feel like that's plenty. That was fun. All right. What's the next one? No, I'm not going to. You can't make me. The, the others are boring anyway. It's like I feel empowered when um, I know I will reach my goals because I am. I've been successful at. I feel peaceful when. I'm not, I'm not digging those right now. And I don't know I'm going to reach my goals. I don't even know what my goals are. That's the thing, right? Like My goals are so vague. Yeah, I mean, I, I've i thought a lot about this, and I do have goals, but every time I revisit them, I change them, so. Yeah, it's the thing, like, well, that's, maybe we'll win this, the, that's what I don't understand about making goals, or listing goals, like, when you're doing, like, the, what was it, 12-week 12 12-week year, maybe. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I guess maybe I get too far, or too into my head about, like, well, next week, this is all changes, like, everything changes. Why I'm not gonna set like even though I said like this one main goal is the five year goal this one year goal or this is the one year goal this is how does it break down like the six month goal and then like yeah you got your life vision then yeah, your yeah. three year then your twelve weeks then your week to week yeah there you go yeah so like even on the twelve week you know version of 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 the goal I just want to change it every time I revisited my goals every week yeah I haven't I feel like the twelve week is actually pretty tough like I I think my three-year goals are fairly solid but my life vision changes a little bit and my 12 so like looking at my past i just finished a round a 12-week year round and goal number one was perform some sort of public speaking at least three times i didn't do that at all because i totally changed that into like figure out social anxiety because right when i started this is when i realized that that was something that i need to look at um goal number two is reading my kids every day which i did for like a week and then just stopped <laughs> Goal number three, fix the kitchen sink. Who cares about the kids? <laughs> I turned it into other things. So, I mean, it's not I, like the, the spirit of it was there. If it was a theme of being a better parent, then I would have done okay, I think. 
Um, and goal three, fix the kitchen sink in the garage door. I did that. Got that one done. Goal four was to run 250 miles, and I did that. So two out of four I did. In the other two, I just kind of decided, screw it. I don't want to do that. Like really. What was quickly. the first one? Um, perform some sort of public speaking at least three times. Hmm. Which, again, like the spirit of it was increased confidence and social skills, whatever. And so the social anxiety stuff lent itself to that. I just focused on the wrong area when I set the goal. Yeah, can goals just be themes? Because <laughs> they make much more sense that way. I mean, I don't know. I feel conflicted about that. Like, I am into the idea of themes, and I have a yearly theme, and that's like a thing that's helped me. Um, but I feel like there's value in having measurability. There is. I mean, so, some people, like, live off of it, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Maybe it, maybe the trick is just to have really, really short-term goals. Like, don't ever go farther than a week or something. I mean, I I think I just need to start, like, daily goals. <laughs> just write a list. I know I know that's... There's some, some method of doing that where you, like, just before you start working, you take time to, like, list out all the important things that you want to do in the day. Or you list out all the things you want to do in the day and then you prioritize them. Yeah. Then just start chipping away at them, but... Yeah, my to-do list that I use has a, a thing for that. It'll ask you at the beginning of the day, like, what are the top three things you want to accomplish? Whatever. I'm down with that. I, I don't know, man. And I also think that there's... All right, so I have this... This It's not mine, but I heard it somewhere, where it's like maximizing versus satisfying goals. Have you ever heard about that? No. So a maximizing goal is like a goal where you want to do as good as you can, and a satisfying goal is like as long as I can reach X, then I'm I'm fine. You know, so a good satisfying goal might be health. Like you don't want to be as healthy as you can be because then you'd be like, you know, trying to be an Olympic athlete or something. You just want to be like a yeah, healthy way. You <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it would, you know, it's it doesn't make sense for most people. So you you just want to be like a healthy weight and be able to run and lift, you know, like some weight and look good in a bathing suit and whatever. That's like a satisfying goal. A maximizing a maximizing goal might be, um, like your happiness. Like there's no just threshold of happiness above which you just stop caring. You just always want to be a little bit happier or like have a stronger marriage or whatever. Um, so I you know I I think that's some goals are better than others and also some goals just like lend themselves like my uh i'm totally just ranting but my read to my kids every day that was a bad goal because the actual goal was just to be a better dad but i couldn't figure out a way to make that measurable so i just yeah, zeroed in on one it's not thing possible for you it's totally possible and i freaking not did for it for you i went from no, an a plus to an a plus plus in the past 12 no, weeks no you didn't and now have I'm you ever gotten an a plus plus in your entire educational career is, is that an actual thing you can do that no i got one are you serious what does that even mean um well it was it was the it was like a jquery class that i had and what i ended up doing in, for the class <laughs> was uh angular js with node.js using socket io and it was like it was the chuck norrisathon game and the teacher was just like uh, a plus plus i guess that's, uh, that's what i'm gonna give you <laughs> you're just like okay show off i'll give you an extra plus if you want it. <laughs> whatever no i mean he he was he was a giant javascript nerd too so he like fully enjoyed that i was testing out all this new technology coming through the pipeline and so i mean like socket io and angular js at the time weren't even at a 1.0 release so it was just like all brand new stuff all right i'm googling this to see if it's an actual thing in any educational system and i don't see it it i think it 
uh, the way it ended up, like the grade that it gave me was like 105% or 110% or something for so, that course. So maybe uh, maybe anything over 100% could be an A++. I could see that being the case. I mean, it, it just, I think it just shows up as like extra credit or some, some yeah, bullshit. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Anyway, I'm an A++ dad after the past 12 weeks. For You sure. really aren't. You know what? We are going to find out this Friday for sure. Yeah, when we have my, my wifey on the podcast. Yep. I've been uh one You're thing in that trouble. I one thing that I did do is every weekend I have to plan a weekend adventure of some sort. We can't just like sit around the house all weekend. And I did stick to that. And that was pretty pretty sweet. Yeah. Th- those are more like the goals that I'm having now of like I just don't want to sit down and play video games all weekend. That's yeah. gonna be the worst. But yeah, now that's... I broke my fucking toe, so I'm not leaving anywhere. All the video games. That's a good example of like is it is it a satisfying goal where you know maybe your goal is don't play more than an hour a day or is it a maximizing word like you want to play as little as possible until you get to just never ever playing games again uh it's more it's more habit building like i don't i don't mind if i play video games if i've done something that day like some kind of workout or like go for a walk or something right mm-hmm. and then just playing a couple hours of video games actually that's that's the thing bloom uh instilled in me back back in the day the way he lost weight back playing when he was playing wow and stuff he uh he would he wouldn't allow himself to play video games. Him and D, his wife, uh, wouldn't allow each other uh, time to play video games until they worked out and like uh, took care of the kids or whatever. Like they had like a list of things that they had to accomplish before they like got to go online. See, and, like that's beautiful. I'm I'm convinced that, that ended up. Yeah, I ended up good. adopting it too. It's yeah. So for, say, first but... of all, I'm t- I'm totally on board with that. Like rewards for for achieving your goals. My my to do list app actually has that. You can add tasks that are a reward instead of a task, and it like has this little rainbow around it, and you're not allowed to check it off until you do X number nice. of tasks. But I think that the key to everything is to have an accountability buddy. I think it just makes everything so much easier. I think it does. Yeah. But it's so hard to find one, man. Uh, I mean, COVID didn't help, right? Like yeah, 2020, 2021, it it's been the wool. A little rough and then finally got like that first of the two vaccinations that i need to get so i'm trying to not trying i am going to like be more social i guess i don't know i, I was thinking about hitting up open mics again just to make a fool of myself oh yeah that's nice just to do that but yeah yeah so you want an accountability buddy to keep you like you know socially involved uh... I do want accountability, accountability buddy, but um, I don't know. Like, it'd be good if they were just in person and able to catch me when I'm not doing the shit I'm sh- I should be doing or slacking otherwise. But yeah, kind of a hermit at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's tough, too, because you need a different accountability buddy for everything. You know, like if you want one for running, you got to find a fellow runner who can keep up with that crap if you want one for dieting you got to find somebody who's also using your dieting app you know i think i guess maybe just in my past experience a good accountability buddy is somebody who's more experienced in the thing that i'm doing who is overly excited that you are also doing it and just want to talk to you about it all the time because then you can't escape it right like as soon as that person talks to you, you're you're talking about running or you're talking about lifting or you're talking about drawing, whatever it is, right? It's just like, oh, did you do this thing? 
Oh, mm-hmm. what about this? Oh, have you tried this? Oh, have you tried these shoes? These shoes are pretty awesome. What about yeah. these shorts? You uh, you like these shorts? What do you do? What do you do for like running very cold weather? You know, just just random shit, and then you like just think about it more, and it just happens more often. I, yeah, I hear that. I, I had that a little bit with Frank. Like, so a few months ago, Frank met with exactly, me and, yeah. and ta- like we built a training plan for me together. And then I, um, it's still, it's still a little bit, but especially for the first month or two, I was like, I can't miss this run. You know, I know I'm tired, but if I miss this, then Frank's probably going to see it and he's going to be disappointed in me and he's going to be oh, like, he will see you? It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so there's always like, you know, what's Frank going to think? And that, that really helps a lot. Well, also he's, he's just that type of character too, right? Where like, he will call you out on it, but not, not to like belittle you, but just to be like, you're not doing it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he sent me a, a a running route. Like, he he found my hometown and stalked the Strava heat maps or whatever and created this route for me. And he's like, you got to run this so you're not just running loops around your neighborhood. He called me out, man, and it, it hurt so good. <laughs> like, he got me. Yeah, th- those are the ones, right, where you're just like, ah, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. yeah, this totally makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it breaks you out of your, you know, your endless cycles of doing the same crap over and over again. Yeah, for sure. You ready to wrap it? Talk to you in a few days with my wife, with Nancy. Wrap what? Wrap the Why present you that you're me? sending me. Don't leave o'clock. me. I'm leaving you. I'm no, done with you. No, it's 201. You got three more hours. Uh, it's Go. like 5 a.m. in Australia. I should be asleep right now. So you're just starting? No, you should be waking up for your day, getting no, ready to go run. I got, a, I got another solid hour and a half. It's summertime. I don't know what that means. I just wake up at 5 a.m. all the time. Yeah, you stupid. Man, clean feet. It is stupid. I'm going to bed when it's still light out. It's really you're, funny. You're going to bed when it's... Oh, wow. I never even thought about that. That's got to be really hard. Like, well, the sun the sun is set, but it's still like the light... Or the sky is still lit up, right? For at least like an hour after I go to bed. Or almost an hour after I go to bed. But yeah. But you can still just conk right out? Uh, it takes a minute sometimes. But I, I do have... Thankfully, I do have like good... Blinders, what are they called? Oh, shades. Bl- yeah, like blackout shades Things. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those. But it doesn't. The it doesn't get everything for sure. Yeah, man, clean feed. I, I always joke about like, oh no, I didn't record or whatever. And it's I just realized it's because even if you're recording, the record button is still there. And so I just <laughs> I always switch over to it and see it, and I'm like, <gasps> oh god. Well, we're also, good. aren't we? Aren't we going to use the other one? Like another Yeah, program? we need to try Zencaster. What's it called? Zencaster? Yeah, I think it has no E on the end. Zencaster. Zencastre? Zencastre. Huh. I'm an idiot. Shut up. It's definitely Why a much, are we still talking? It's a much better looking website than Queen Feed. Thanks, man. How'd you build this? Nice job, man. <laughs> no, not at all. Host up to four gas is free. Unlimited audio recordings, high quality MP3, all this stuff's free. Yeah, we should definitely try this. Sure. Hopefully, it'll be easier set up than Clean Feed has been yeah, for man. our guests. I just want to slack somebody a link. I don't want to have to get their email address. That's so stupid. That is weird. All right, but we're boring we our audience at this point. Email. I mean, we could just cut this shit out, though. I mean, we're four minutes over. No, oh, they need to hear everything. It needs to be organic and authentic and true. I want truth. Yeah, but we. We've cut out certain things, like words and stuff that we used. I mean, yeah. they didn't know until just now, but yeah. That one time I called you a pee-pee head. I didn't want anybody to know about that. You definitely did not filter your words. It's mostly words I said. <laughs> or if we if we accidentally drop a client name or something. Those pee-pee head clients. 
Okay. It's bedtime. Good night. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.